Is this happening? No, I'm just kidding. What's in there? What are those? Slim Jim? Yeah, I'll take a Slim Jim. He's handing out Slim Jims? What is this? I have so many. These are so are probably they, not good for me. Are they old? No. Oh. I got these for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> now it looks like I have a cigar in my mouth. Hi. <laughs> See? I love Slim Jims. We're eating Slim Jims on mic. See? You're going to love this. <laughs> it's okay. I'll delete all this. Yeah. Just, mm. You just let me know when you want another one. Does this sound good, everyone? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to keep this in just to annoy people. Okay. So, from the get-go, we'll explain something. Uh-oh. So, this is kind of like a part two, because we, we mentioned 13 ongoing. We 13 haven't even started yet. I gotta say, welcome to the rom-com, dudes. Wow, Carlton. Also, <laughs> I was really obnoxiously eating. Here, we'll start off. <laughs> Let me finish this, because it is rude to eat a mic. Welcome to the rom-com, dudes. Carlton's trying to start early. He's chewing in the mic. <laughs> He gave me a Slim Jim. He's got a box full of Slim Jims he's handing out. Uh, I'm Rom-Com Dude number one. I'm Austin. I'm Rom-Com Dude number two. I'm Carlton. By the way, we didn't do that last time. We didn't do it last time. I think we haven't done it a couple times, and I feel (laughs) bad. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay, Carlton, what were you going to say? So, in hopefully you've listened to our episode of My Best Friend's Wedding, because we made some mentions and some hints at 13 going on 30. Mm -hmm. And I, I do like this movie. There's something I said, like you said, we'd probably disagree. Uh huh. I do really enjoy this movie. I but, I think it's okay. But my best friend's wedding is just much better film. Much better. I agree. I think it was something along those lines. But okay, I think this movie is fine. I think this movie is comfort food. Yep. Right, like that's the best way to describe it. It's like it's great to put on when you are 15 and you're gonna have like you're a 15 year old girl and you're gonna have a sleepover, a slumber party with. All your friends, this is the movie, right? You laugh about the boob jokes when she turns 30. You laugh about yep. uh, naked men and uh, how it would be weird to start drinking alcohol the next day after you're 13. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of funny things. This is, the, I think this movie is geared towards 13 to 16-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I really do. I don't think this movie was made for us. I don't think this movie was made for even 30-year-old women. Nope. I think this is the perfect slumber party movie. Yep. It's kind of like what a lot of a lot of movies we've been watching these Netflix yes. high school rom- romance yep. movies. Yep, that's what this was. My best friend's wedding was geared towards us. Yes, like it is our age. It's about love in our age. Even though we both kind of got married younger, not young, but younger. Yeah, and <clears throat> this movie is like, yeah, that exactly is that high school. Even though they're not high school people in the movie, yeah. but the, the there subject is, matter, the it's a, it's very. High school. Yeah, we got yeah. Dreamy Mark Ruffalo in this. It's, it's great. There's a lot of surprise cameos in yeah, this movie, is. actually. I forgot Andy Serkis was in this. Andy Serkis? Which is like, what, what year was this movie? 2004. Four, so it was during the Lord of the Rings. It was right after, because Lord of the Rings was one, one to two, and three. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2001 to three, but I think the movie came out in four. Did it? Okay. So 2001, two, and four, I think they skipped a year. Did they? I, I, I thought they came out with us every year, but very similar. No, maybe they did. But uh, yeah, well, I don't think Andy Circus only did a limited amount of motion capture for Lord of the Rings. Did you know that? He mostly voice acted it. Yeah, because they they were like, I mean, oh, most- this is a this is a game changer where where Andy Circus is motion capturing this whole CG character yeah. and you know it's so crazy. I know it- because the technology, because I, I mean, because they filmed all three at once, so it was a very long shoot that they did. Because mm-hmm. I know the techn, I know he progressively was in it more. So yeah. like by the third movie, he's more motion captured than the first. I mean, but I don't think they did it in a studio. I'm sure. If, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he he filmed his stuff. Because there's in the extended edition, he's in the extended edition as Andy Circus, not as Gollum. Is that in the extended edition? Yeah, the first one where he's like he find like he's a hobbit. Yeah, it's in number two where he's a. Oh, is it the second one yeah. where he's the Hobbit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, and he gets in the boat, and, and he, that's how it, he be, he finds the ring. He finds it the shows ring in the him cave. going from, or no, he finds it in the river. From Smeagol. Yeah, he becomes he's Smeagol and he becomes Gollum. Yeah, yeah. And he kills his Gold. friend. Yep. I didn't realize that. the first time I ever saw those movies was the extended cut. So I, I oh. always forget what's actually not in the. I only just watched the extended cut last year, two years ago, yeah. and now they're on 4K. I kind of want to rebuy them because <laughs> it came out on 4K. Want to rewatch them in that yeah. format? Be they're so on Hulu fun. right now, but it's the originals, and Michelle prefers the. Are they extended. on Netflix? Are they on Hulu? Yeah, I thought they I just, saw them on HBO. I think they're on HBO as well. Yeah, 
I know they're on Hulu. They just got on Hulu. The recently. extended cuts are no. Oh, they never do. That, I've never seen the. Extended I don't think cut they stream. I'm wondering cuts. if the extended are on HBO though, because HBO Max has been doing stuff like that where they'll do these special. I want to look that up then. Yeah, look it up. Um, this is nothing. Andy oh, Circus. We can talk okay, about. Okay, he's rivaling it. We like, can what? talk about Andy Circus. Like, let's talk about careers. That's fine. I think this is an interesting career movie, honestly, because there's Andy Circus who's. Like really unknown at this moment, other than the Lord of the Rings, but he's not even really. You're not going to know it's him. Yeah, you're not going to know it's him. But he did become pretty popular during this time because Gollum was so popular. Yeah, his voice, everyone reenacted Gollum, right? Oh yeah. And so people did know of him, but then I felt like he kind of took another break, other than like he he motion captured King Kong. Oh yeah, he did that. That was. What, 2006? Yeah. Or A, maybe? Um, but Andy Serkis has always been an interesting actor to me because he's mostly behind CG, right? He's a, he's a CG character. Yeah. Because, I mean, this movie portrays that really well. He's very, like, over... He overacts. Yeah, he's a... I mean, he's, he's a theater actor. Yeah, he's a, and he's kind of a clown. Yeah. Is the best way <laughs> to put it. Like, he's like, a stage actor yeah. who needs to go big. Yeah, and he was in... Because he's in Black Panther as well. Yeah, but he's great. He's, in my opinion, one of the better parts, and I'm sad they killed him off. Me too. Because he's... I'm not saying much for Black Panther. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard rumors they're going to try to bring him back somehow. I think they should. I'm okay with that, because he's great. Um, So he's in, like, a lot of early, like, yeah, just stage stuff, like you said. A lot of... uh, um, What the... What's the British TV show called? BBC. What's the British? Uh, BBC. BBC. He's in a lot of BBC series. Oh, yeah. Just like guest starring, it looks like. Until there's a show called Finney. Lo- looks like his kind of bigger break. Um, then he started doing movies like The Near Room. Again, though, like all British, he's British, so it makes yeah. sense. Uh, Among Giants was one of looks like one of his uh, bigger ones. And then, let's see, he breaks into the American acting gig around, well, he's in center. That's Amer- That's still kind of British. It looks like Lord of the Rings is really like the start of his that's big career. Hmm. So uh, The Return of the King did come out in 2003. Okay. And then he did 13 going on 30 in 2004, and then there's some kind of... There's a movie called Blessed, which looks like a... He does a lot of B stuff, which is kind of interesting. And then King Kong comes out in 2005. <clears throat> I didn't realize that Peter Jackson directed King Kong so closely to the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I forgot. I, I even forgot he did that. Oh, and then he's in The Prestige. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like the assistant. Yeah. Yeah, Allie is his name. Uh, is playing a real person. <laughs> Does a lot of voice acting for video games and stuff. Again, more B-series. He does a lot of B-series stuff. Um, Voice acting, B... And then I feel like his next big thing... Again, it's just CG has always been kind of his big break. And the thing about it is he... I don't know if it's... Because the whole, like, the production side of movies gets way complicated than I thought. Yeah. Because, like, I swear, like, every actor that gets somewhat big has a production company, and it's just about funding. Yeah, he's, but he, he owns yeah, he Lights owns, and Sound? Yeah, the, the, the stuff that does motion capture. Yeah. He did Mowgli. The good ones. Yeah. The good, yeah, I mean, there's other companies that do yeah. motion capture, but he's probably one of the better ones. Yeah, Cause I th- and he's helped develop a lot of the technology for it. I don't know yep. what that means, if he's paid for it, or if yeah, he just is the guy that's in the suit when they do the testing. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it is. He um, probably just is the producer. He, he yeah. put the money up front. Yep, but he, because he directed Mowgli. Which I haven't seen, but I hear is not that good. It's, especially since Jungle Book just came out. It came out the same time. They were yeah. supposed to come out the same year, then they, they kind of got scared and they pushed it There back. is aspects of Mowgli that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like Benedict Cumberbatch as Shere Khan. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of just like interesting elements of the story that I enjoyed. Overall, just the Jungle Book is just a better film. Well, and it's kind of, I've seen the characters they look creepy because yeah. they put like the real faces on the animals. yeah that was that was a little weird because of the motion capture thing but there's aspects of it like i said there's there's things about it i liked a lot of the overall story was kind of meh yeah but a lot of like visually it was just kind of interesting like there's a choice because he plays a blue and in the book blue is 
much more harsh. I mean, we, we've always been portrayed as kind of this fun-loving, especially mm-hmm. uh, bare necessities. Like right. that's what we think of. But he's kind of this almost drill sergeant type person for Mowgli, more like a coach than a friend. Well, and he Andy Circus is directing the second Venom movie. Interesting. Yeah, let there be carnage is what it's called. Yeah. So, and then he, he's doing an Animal Farm. Yeah, live action. Right, right. Uh, with Netflix. Yep. And I, th- I think he's always kind of wanted to get into the directing game anyways. You can see that with his, because I'm sure he's directing the CG characters anyways. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in the Planet of the Apes series, he was probably like, okay, uh, you're the director, Matt Reeves, but let me help you with the CG stuff. And uh, It's probably directing that's really different. Very different. I would think so. But, I, but maybe not, because the Planet of the Apes stuff was uh, very inspired by Avatar. And Avatar, they used real people in yeah. the actual scenes where, like, before that, King Kong, I feel like they kind of did. But like I said, in Lord of the Rings, he did a little bit, and maybe they did further on, but I think mostly he did voice acting. Yeah. And there was very little And it was just his, they used, like, his face as animation reference. Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I think a director is fine if the person's on set, Yeah, I would think. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I think Venom will be an interesting. I still need to see the first one. It's fine. <laughs> I like Tom Hardy. I, I mean, like the idea of Andy Circus directing, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. I, yeah. I think the CG stuff is going to be cool with Venom. Mm. I think that's why they chose him because Venom CG wise can be very cool. Yeah. And they'll, they could do something with that, I guess. Yeah. But Andy Circus's acting within the CG is more emotional than cool. You know, he does a lot of emotion with his yeah. face and stuff, and they show that within the CG, especially like Planet of the, the Apes, Apes is the yeah pinnacle of showing that, yeah. I think. Those movies uh, are so good. But there's our Andy Serkis rant. Yeah, it's okay. We're talking about 13 going on 30. He's yep. in it. He's funny. He is funny. I like the moment where you find out he's gay. I yeah. feel like every rom-com in this, this like 97 to 2000 has to have a gay guy in it. <laughs> starting to feel weird about that for some reason. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like, you guys couldn't think of uh, better ideas? Yeah. I don't know. A best friend can't be straight? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> that moment is funny. <laughs> yeah. Is he into John's or Samantha's or yeah. something? Mike's or, yeah, Michelle's. So the thing I really enjoy about this film is Jennifer Gardner does a great job. Alias herself. Yep. I've never seen Alias. I thought Jennifer Gardner, I agree. I thought she was kind of Muppet-like. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it worked. Yeah, she's 13. Yeah. She's playing a 13-year-old. And I think she does a good job of that. Yeah. And that's what, To me, that's what makes them, gives the movie its charm. I think this movie has a really stacked cast. I think the cast is very fun in it. Oh, yeah. Starting with Jennifer Garner, right? Like, she was Alias, which was kind of interesting for the time because she was an A-star actress, and she does a TV show. Yeah. Weird. But now it's normal, mm-hmm. right? Like... Back then, when Alias started, what, 2005 or something? It was probably like, they were like, hey, Julie Julie Gardner is going to play Alias. They were like, whoa, that's that's huge. Yeah, because it's not, you don't normally have that. I mean, you're seeing a little bit now, but. Oh, you're seeing it way more now, I feel like. Like Meryl Streep's in TV shows and stuff. Like, that just never, they were two separate worlds, Mm -hmm. the TV world and the the movie world. You usually move from the TV world to the movie world. Yeah, exactly. Um. But yeah, you know, she's played Electra and I Julie um Jen, I keep calling her Julia because we're doing Julie. Yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner has always been kind of like a pop actress though. Like she mm-hmm. she does Electra and Juno and even though Juno wasn't really a pop movie, I would feel like it was yeah. at the time when it came out it was big. Um But yeah, she's kind of been interesting to watch in the sense of like you know, she does those rom-coms, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, and she's in Valentine's Day, um, 13 going on 30, of course. forgot she was in Catch Me If You Can. Uh, but she's like in Dude, Where's My Car? She's in Dude, Where's I didn't know that. Yeah, I think she's the main girl. Huh. I've never seen it. I just remember seeing posters and, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going with that. <laughs> but uh, she starts becoming big in 97, and then now she's... I don't know. What is she up to nowadays? I have no she's idea. She's doing a lot of voice acting, and uh, she's in a few, like, kind of indie movies. Kind of. Danny Collins, Miracle from Heaven, Nine Lives. She's in Legally Blonde? Is she? Oh, wait. I'm on the wrong thing. 
it was more like this. I thought it was on her page. <laughs> that was really confusing. I was like, hold on. I think Jennifer Garner is a good actress. I don't, you know, like she's, I wouldn't say she's like the greatest actress in the world, but I feel like she has a pretty face and she, yeah, she gets things done. This is probably one of her most recognizable roles. Oh yeah. Of course. But, um, she tries. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she tries. She's really good in Alias. I liked Alias. I never saw it. I'll have to watch it sometime. I want to talk about Mark Ruffalo, but we can, we can talk about, well, let's just talk about Mark Ruffalo. First of all, like, I forgot he was in this movie. This is, I think, the first movie I ever saw him in. I saw this in I've seen this, high school. Yeah, I saw it in high school, too. When did it come out? 2004. Four. We already talked about it. So we were that. in middle school when that came out. So I think Mark Ruffalo is a very interesting actor, and I think he's the best part of this movie. He is the charm of all charm. Yeah. You never think of him as a hunk, but like he sells it so well in he this does. movie. But then like... You can see why um, he is the actor he is today now. The actor he is today now. <laughs> but you can see like why he, he's winning Oscars and getting yeah. nominated and stuff because he's always he kind of has this persona about him that, that really yeah. like pushes him along. So back when this movie was made, that two thousand early two thousand, he was doing rom coms as the boy hunk, and I don't think Hollywood really knew what to do with him. Yeah. Um, and. And then he had a brain tumor. Did you know this? I didn't know that. Yeah, he had a brain tumor, so he took a break. Okay. Uh, he got it taken care of. And then he kind of came back and made some, like, he, he kind of changed his persona. He's like, I don't want to do the rom-coms anymore. You know, like, I want to be more of that respected um, actor. Because Zodiac would have been one of the first films he did at that time, wasn't it? Uh, 2007. Like, there's movies. Let me see. I still need to see Zodiac. I should say, like, oh, gosh. Like, he's he's in movies every year, but, like, he recorded them sooner, I feel like, and then they, they pushed it. So, like, he's in uh, he's in movies all the way back to 96, 98, hmm. 99. And then, yeah, that early 2000, he's in, like, uh, View from Top, My Life Without Me. Uh, he's in Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. The same year of 13 going on 30, he's in Collateral, which I didn't know. He's in Spotlight? Oh, yeah, he's the main part of Spotlight. He's the best part of Spotlight. I thought Michael Keaton was the main. He, well, they're both kind of the main. Okay. They're both... Michael Keaton's the... He's the boss. He, like, okay. runs Spotlight. Oh, okay. He's the the journalist. Oh, okay. Mark Ruffalo. But, yeah, I think it's, like, between 2005 and 2007 is when he takes his break. He has a movie in there, but I'm sure he recorded it in 2005. Gotcha. And then when he did Zodiac, he's that's when he was like, yeah, you're right. Like, that was his re, re-up. He's like, I want to be something else. Yeah. I don't want to be in these rom-coms anymore. He was in the Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, he's the boyfriend. Yeah. It? Yeah. And then the big one, though, was I feel like what really put him on the map was The Kids Are All Right, which is what he got nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the better parts of the, of the, of the movie never seen it it's really good but mark ruffalo at that point then was like you know i'm gonna do more yeah i'm gonna do more serious roles and then he did like shutter island he's great in shutter island yeah and then he takes the hulk and that's what he's been kind of doing since then oh yeah he's in now you see me yeah he's a he's a busy actor i still want to see begin again as well forgot he's in foxcatcher but yeah he's he's, great in foxcatcher yeah he really is that movie's just great overall though uh and I heard this miniseries, I know this much. It's oh, the true. HBO really good. one. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. But, it, you know, I think he kind of saw himself during that brain tumor thing, and he was like, you know what? Like, I got to move on. Like, life's too short. Yeah. I don't want to do these comedies anymore. And he really just changed himself for the better, if you ask me. Yeah. I forgot what else he's... What other rom-cons is he in? I thought this was the only rom-com he was in, but I guess he's in Date Night, but he's not the main part. Um, but 13 Going on 30 is just like what just what the title says. It's about this 13-year-old girl who's sick of being 13, and she wants to be 30, and so magic dust falls on her, and she becomes 30. Yep. <laughs> um, Judy Greer is really good in this, too, but... Uh, Judy Greer. She's the the other journalist. She's the other writer. The friend. Yeah, the okay. friend. She's good. 
Um, so she, so this 13 year old, what's her name? Jenna, Jenna Rink wants to be popular and it's her birthday. So she invites these popular girls to school or to her birthday party. And it becomes this huge, uh, thing. Yep. I don't know. Do we even talk about like how we say we said it's like comfort food, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. This, this movie's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's enjoyable. It's, it's not great. Fine. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but as she gets, so, so her best friend next door, who is played by young Mark Ruffalo, I don't know what the kid's name, but it's a kid who's yeah. also 13 who then becomes Mark Ruffalo later. Uh, they're best friends and he makes her this house. And is like, oh, I'm gonna pour some sparkles on it for some reason. Yeah, magic dust. <laughs> I don't know why. Never makes sense. And um, then she's like, wishes she was thirty instead, yep. and the magic dust falls on her. It I does. mean, there's stuff in there, but who cares? Because we want to watch the thirty old her, yep. not the not the thirteen. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's Jennifer Gardner. You find out she's this. Works for a magazine. That's what Andy Serkis is the editor of, and she's good at her job. But a jerk. She yeah. learns that, like, 30-year-old self, her 30-year-old self is kind of mean and, and bossy and pushy and yep. jerky. And so she's like, oh, I, I'm better than that. Why would I be that way? Which that part doesn't make sense to me. Because if you're 13 and, like, something must have really bad happened between the age of 13 and 30 to feel like, I have to be a boss or I have to push people around yeah. to get my way. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. I mean, maybe it, that's where I am, where I am. I mean, that's the idea of, <laughs> it's the idea of her becoming one of the popular girls and yeah, being I able mean, to push her. Cause I mean, it showcases that her, she's this nerdy girl to, to get the popular girls to come to her place. They push her around to have her do her, their homework. Yeah. And then they kind of talk about that in the movie where Mark Ruffalo is like, yeah, after you came out of the closet, you, you, you threw my house at me and, and you went and joined the popular girls and you were popular ever since. And to me, I'm like, well, like then she wouldn't have that cool job. If you get together in the end. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, they skip all over that. It's a lot da moment. Yeah. But who, I don't know. Did you notice the house at the end is the dream house? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote, um, at the very beginning, do you think this takes place in the eighties? Oh, the it's like so 80s. It's oh, yeah. like, hey, we yeah. are in the 80s. Yeah, we, we're gonna time travel here soon. 80s, 80s. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I wrote. I wrote, oh, <laughs> this movie is big, but women, you know, the movie Big Tom Hanks, and he's a child. Oh, yeah. And it, he's, I said, this movie is the movie Big, but for but with a woman, yeah. And a rom-com. And Mark Ruffalo. Which might be better. No, Big's awesome. I love I've never Big. actually seen Big. You would really like Big. If I, you like this movie, Big's better. And it's, be, the same, I, it's pretty similar. I Maybe we'll it. do it. It's a rom-com, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> um, I like the... Well, we can keep going, but like... Yeah, she's a Vogue... Not Vogue. It's it's, some, it's named something else. But she's a fashionista a writer. Yeah. Is it makeup? It's made up, like it's a made oh, up yeah. company. Made up, posh. Yeah. Isn't that what they call it? Pose. Pose. Pose, because the other one's sparkle. Sparkle and pose, yeah, but it's spelled P O I S or something. Yeah. It's spelled weird. Yeah, they say pose, poise? but it looks like poise. Poise. But they say yeah, pose. It is pose. But it looks so like. She, yeah, she's a writer for Pose magazine, but like the editor, she's an editor. Yeah. So higher up, and uh, that's what she's always wanted to do. She loves those magazines. So she's like, oh, I got my dream job, and I'm with a guy. But the hijinks are the. The little things of like men walking out naked, and now that she has boobs, those are a and lot she can of jokes. Drink. And she can drink. Yeah, those are the three big jokes. Yep. In the entire movie. And she hangs out with the part that's like I get what they're going at, but it's I think just because of the age we live in, when she tells the little boy that he's cute. Yeah, that was weird. That was super weird. <laughs> Honestly, okay. Like I, I think this is going to be another episode that people are going to listen to. Like. A lot, not a lot, but like a lot of people compared to us. Yeah. They're going to listen to, and I, I'm going to be upfront. Like this movie w- probably was good for you at that age. Like when you yeah. watch this, when you're 13, 14, 15, it's going to be nostalgia, but uh, like the older you get, the weirder it is. It is kind of a weird movie. And I under like this movie didn't get good reviews and I can see why, you yeah. know, like it's, it's, 
if you're 40 watching this movie, it's cr- kind of creepy. Kind of cringy at points. Kind of cringy. Like, it is cringy to be like this 30-year-old woman walking in on a naked man, and, and she's like, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, she's crazy. And, and like, if she really is a 13-year-old in a 30-year-old body, it's even creepier to think about. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a lot of weird and interesting things, but then there are fun moments in it. Like yeah. I think the thriller, the, the thriller scene is a lot of oh, fun. Yeah, when, super when, fun. When they go to the party, there's a party that, that pose puts on for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. I didn't quite understand what that had to do with their business, but <laughs> I don't either. They're, they're a fashion magazine. They just yeah. had people there. I don't know. And she's, she's like, Oh, I'm 13. I can get this party started. Here's a new perspective. And she starts doing thriller. Yep. And this movie has a lot of music in it. And ref- uh, as well, we kind of talked about that in our last episode of um, My Best Friend's Wedding. But uh, yeah, th- they don't sing the music. It just has a lot of 80s yeah. pop music in it. And Thriller is one of those that they play a few times in it. And My Best Friend's Girlfriend is played. No, not My Best Friend's Girlfriend. There's a bunch of. What's the uh, Rick Springfield song? It's um, My Best Friend. No, it wasn't that one. Oh, Jesse was a friend. Dun, dun, dun. Was a real good friend of mine. Jesse's girl. Jesse's girl. Thank you. <laughs> Jesse's girl. Okay, yeah. So that was played a lot. And um, listen, what? where was I going? What I was saying. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Yeah. yeah, the thriller scene's a lot of fun. But like, I don't... If you were to... If you haven't seen this movie since you were 14 or... 18 even is probably fine with this and you watch it now there's probably moments where you're like yeah you know this movie doesn't hold up and i i understand that this movie like we said is comfort food yep like it's supposed to give you that nostalgic break that you wanted when you saw this while you were in high school it's not like a hard film to follow it's not like it's it's an easy watch exactly and it's short it's an hour and a half yep in and out boom so we might be saying like a lot of things that are like sarcastic and, and lame because there's a lot of sarcastic and lame things about that. Yeah. A lot of sarcastic and lame things to say about this movie. Yes. Uh, like my notes are filled with it other than like a uh, thriller scene is fun. And then I wrote Mark Ruffalo is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, he is. The answer is yes. Is it? And I said, besides the, the kind of some, of the, I said the more like the more you think about it moments of, is she thirteen year old and a thirty year old body? Is she just, just uh, the, like that whole thing about that's a little weird? But I think Jennifer Gardner's portrayal of this thirteen year old trapped in thirty she does a good job of portraying that, and I really, to me, that's one of the other charms of the film that carried it. Yeah, and I she plays it big and like a lot of fun, which is which is a lot of fun. Um, I think the moments with Mark Ruffalo work really well; oh, yeah. like they have good chemistry together, and I actually think. Uh, uh, the with her best friend, they have good chemistry together mm-hmm. as well. Even though they're trying to screw each other over, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of. I mean, she becomes thirty. She has her dream job. She has a dream boyfriend. She has money, and but she like works herself to death. She won't go see her family during Christmas and all these things, and it disappoints her as a thirteen year old. Yeah. Seeing this, so. She tries to make things right yeah. in a way. Like, that's most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so she goes and she wants it to feel similar to when she was 13. So she goes and meets up with Mark Ruffalo. And he's like, no, you're kind of a dirtbag to me and in high school and stuff. But I'm glad to see you, I guess. Yeah. And her 13-year-old self is making her her 30-year-old self life better yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Is it ruining her career? Not really, but does it? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> According to the logic of, because if, yeah, as you said, like if she wouldn't have became popular, become popular, she wouldn't have this career. So does she have the career now? Yeah. Does Who she knows? become popular still, even though she's with Mark, young Mark Ruffalo? Who yeah. knows? Um. So she pose is going down because somebody is stealing the like their each month magazine and giving it to sparkle. Yeah. And sparkles making the exact same magazine, but with like 11 secrets or a little better picture on the front. Yeah. It's ridiculous. This is stupid. And if that was the same thing, this is, this bugged me about the movie is if they were doing the same thing each month for that long, somebody's getting in trouble. Yeah. 
like the I probably sparkle because Pose is coming up with the idea clearly. Yeah. And then Sparkle stealing it. So it's like there would be a lawsuit or something. The but first time. I think it's funny how often because you studied uh, some, to some degree some journalism. Uh-huh. How many, many times journalism has come up like that's not how this would happen. No. Well, there's a lot of jur- there's a lot of writing in movies I've decided. Like Especially everyone's wrong. a writer. <laughs> yep. Well, in every movie, everyone's yeah. a writer. And the reason is because they're right in Hollywood. The writers themselves, right? Like yeah. The director's a writer. The writer's a writer. Makes sense. So they like, that's what they know. I just think it's funny how many times you can look at Cause I wouldn't necessarily think of that. There would be a lawsuit. But that makes total, like when you bring it up, it's like, Oh, cause I've never like thought about it. A cease and a desist. It looks yeah. way too similar, right? Yeah. They would just be like, yeah, suppose would go up to sparkle and be like, you need to knock it off. Yeah. You find new ideas. This is, our, this is ours. And they'd be like, you're right. We're stealing them. I don't know. They they would figure it out. Yeah. Um, especially great. a magazine. If it was like a like a big tech company, that's a little bit different because I feel like they steal ideas off each other all the time. So yeah. if somebody's leaking ideas, you know that's that's a leak. But if yeah. a magazine looks exactly like the magazine they're making, or like the so one of the things that happens at the end is they have to because of this thing with since sparkle is selling their ideas and doing better they're they losing, have to rebrand yeah they're they're losing customers yep. they have 600,000 customers instead of uh, the original 800,000 or whatever yeah. so Jennifer Gardner since she's one of the higher ups does this rebrand and that's what that's one of the ways that she reconnects with Mark Ruffles he's a photographer yep. so she uses she hires him to do the photography work and they straight up just take those pictures and use it in their magazine dude it's so <laughs> funny because there's a moment where like Mark Ruffalo's like, my style's so different. Like, Pose would never use my style. And I see the pictures and, like, they're not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, they would use this in a magazine. Yeah. I mean, Pose might be weirder, honestly. Like, they had weird, shadowy makeup yeah. eyes and stuff. So, his is more lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. and the rebrand was like a teenage magazine, it felt like. Like, we're yeah. Pose for 14 year olds now instead of. I don't know. They're not clear on what the rebrand is, but that's what it kind of felt that's like to what, me. Yeah. And it makes sense for who she is. So the idea, because like I said, Pose was like I said, a Vogue in a sense. Yeah. Or like, like Teenage Vogue. Yeah. Is there a Teenage Vogue? I don't know. And so what it became. We and, weren't 13 year old girls. We're the rom-com dudes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we are probably clearly butchering any. Any magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just come up with magazine names for girls. Okay. Right now. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, I would go Blonde. Third, third, Blonde 13. Blonde 13? Is that a name of a magazine? Sounds like a blog. Oh, maybe I'm stuck in the internet age, actually. That does sound like a blog. Dang it. Okay, let's try again. Let's try again. You come Wait, up for what age? It. It's teenage. For teenagers. Teenage girls magazines. Just think, uh, you're right. It'd be like, I don't it'd be like Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue. That, oh, again. Chic. Chic. There There's go. a teenage magazine. Chic. Um, it would be like slumber. Slumber. <laughs> no, that sounds weird, actually. <laughs> hey, I have no idea. Hey, girls, this plus slumber. How, how do you like decide the name of them? Anyways, we're getting. They distracted. always use like fashionista words, yeah, like chic and pose, but they spell it weird. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this is really. You know, I created this podcast thinking like. Oh, look, we're a men's perspective on, on like rom coms, even though men usually make the rom coms. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is a clear definition of like us showing our not knowing what a teenage girl <laughs> magazine yes. or even a teenage or a woman magazine <laughs> would be. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we're feeling very in the dark right now about this world. Yes. You know, if we wanted to talk about like. Science. What's the science one called? Uh, I haven't read a, mag- <laughs> haven't read a magazine in a long time. <laughs> science. Oh no, he's making mics over. Science. Truth. Well, Boys Life. That was one I always got yeah, as a kid. As a that boy. was our. That was a teenage boy magazine. Was because yeah, like, we were both in scouting. Yeah, too. Boys Life, and then I got uh, National Beer Dra- National National Beer Graphic. Yes, owned National. by. Geographic old by for mustache Disney. kids teens oh yeah for kids or teens yeah, whatever it was called. what was the highlight 
Was it your highlight? Remember that one? What is that? Highlight was like a kids magazine where you could color in it. Oh, but it had like yeah. mazes. It was mostly found at like a dentist office. Yeah, I think we got highlight for a little <laughs> I think bit. My dad in his old lawyer's office had highlight. <laughs> yeah, I want I, I, Does highlight still exist? Probably not. Or know. somebody owns it, yeah. like a uh, Daily Digest or something. Like I feel like the Daily Digest or the Weekly. Is it the Daily Digest? I don't know. I can't keep track of. Daily, I liked the Daily Digest as a teenager. That was kind of fun. They had a lot of jokes and comics. You remember the Daily? It was small. Is the small magazine Reader's Digest? Oh, Reader's Digest. <laughs> so can <laughs> you can tell remember. like we're millennials. <laughs> like we we grew up with some magazines, but <laughs> most of our lives we didn't have magazines. I remember yeah. Rolling Stone. I really liked Rolling Stone as a teenager. That was a lot of fun, and we yeah. get that one. And Entertainment Weekly. I really liked Entertainment Weekly, yeah. which is now monthly. But it's still called Entertainment Weekly. They just go monthly. Uh, but like, I didn't really get boy-specific magazines other than Boys Life. Yeah. But I don't know if that was even boy-specific. I don't yeah. know. It's just scouting-specific. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there's a magazine tangent. This isn't a tangent. This is what they're talking about in the movie. They run a magazine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, what is this movie? She she's thirteen in a thirty year old body. Yeah, I mean that's she touches her boobs a lot. Did I say that? There, yeah, there, yes, multiple times. She there. becomes best friends with another thirteen year old that lives next door to her. Yeah, another weird moment. Yeah, <laughs> and she's at slumber party. Weird, so weird. Yeah, that's a weird moment. That's yeah. as almost as weird to me as the asking the boy out. Oh, I think that was way weirder. Well, the boy is way weirder, but it is another weird moment where yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why was that mom doing? right yeah. now why is she, or are they at her house don't know yeah, I, didn't, I think they were at her house she was at jennifer they were at jennifer Garner's I think house, so. which would make sense the apartment i guess their apartments because yeah. they're in new york no they're in chicago no they're in new york i'm new mixing york. the two movies up yeah okay so then uh mark ruffalo is about to get married yeah so here's that that mirror of my best friend's wedding yeah is like Mark Ruffalo was a best friend and they were good friends. And then now he's about to get married. And the difference here is like Jennifer Garner also kisses him and they're having tender moments of like when they're taking pictures, they get really close together Mm -hmm. when they're rebranding their magazine. And they use a word. Was it rebrand? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, um, and then like the fiance shows up early. They like have to commute. Yeah. Back and forth. I don't know where she lived. Do I didn't you remember? Say. Oh, okay. Maybe you did, and I just I don't remember. Know. They fly back to each other. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> Gosh, we really didn't like this movie, did we? Or we or 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 is it because we're recording two episodes in a row? Possibly. It could be if the movie was better, we probably would be more lively about it. And I, uh, for me, because I've seen this before, so I, I same. I was working on stuff even more for this one. Uh-huh. So it's been a long time since I've seen this movie though. Yeah. This movie had to be pretty popular too, I think. I think it did pretty well. It did. Okay, so um so the ending though, I mean we skipped a lot of stuff. In the end, Jennifer Gardner was the one selling the pose information to Sparkle, we find out, but then this stuff kind of didn't make sense, but like yeah, the best friend was selling then like took over and said, "Oh, Jennifer Gardner has this really good idea of livelihood." teenage information you yeah. should use instead like the new photos that mark ruffalo quite, sold yeah I, I that they skipped over that and I, I got really confused because I, I didn't remember that part it, probably didn't care in high school about it, that part yeah and then mark ruffalo like signed a release that she could use it which didn't make sense yeah there was like the company doesn't have individual releases for, for just individuals to use photos that they can do whatever they want with yeah Especially on company property, I would think that'd be even more complicated in a law case. Either way, didn't really make sense. Yeah, the tension's very uh, interesting. I mean, somebody could explain it to us, I'm sure. But like, anyways, the best friends break up. And then uh, on the wedding day of Mark Ruffalo's wedding day, Jennifer Gardner's like, or Mark Ruffalo shows the dream house he kept all these years. The reception just happened to be at their childhood well, house. Well, makes sense because they the childhood house is still they still lived at the same ones. They said that. Yeah. Because Jennifer Gardner went home first, yeah. and no one was home. 
they were on a cruise. Yeah. And then Mark Ruffalo's like, yeah, I didn't see you there at Christmas last year. Oh, okay. He did say that. Okay. Yeah, they were like neighbors still all these all these years later. So they did the wedding at hit at Mark Ruffalo's house, which yeah. is next door. Okay. So they give her the dream house again and uh like he's about to get married and then the sparkles fall on her again. She, she turns thirteen makes- again. Says sorry, and then then uses the sparkles again. Apparently, no, then, they don't use the sparkles. Time just jumps at that point. Oh, I thought they just dated in all those years. It took oh, them twenty-seven I, years. No, not twenty. Seventeen years to get married, though. Right? That's weird. Yeah, you would think they would get married at like twenty-one. Yeah, not thirty. I could have sworn the way that she said it at the end, the way this what did she because she says something to him. She says, "I'm. We gotta hurry." Yeah. So they're like, "Okay, like we gotta hurry." But it, it seemed like to me that the time jumped, not oh, okay. necessarily. Yeah, the the way I kind of gathered that is, I thought she used the sparkle stuff to go back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Either way. Did. Who cares? Yeah. It's a meh ending. It's a meh. They get together. They do. It's cute, but it like, it's not. What I liked is it's, they don't break the wedding up yeah. to get married, mm-hmm. which there's, here's a little spoiler, but my, my brother was going to be a guest and we were going to do the graduate, my brother and his, his boyfriend, John, and we were going to do the graduate and the graduate's the original break up the wedding to be with the guy movie. I've never seen the graduate. It's great. Well, we're going to have to do it because it is one, it's one of the first, it's like the best rom-com ever made other than maybe Annie Hall. I love yeah. Annie Hall, but <laughs> this movie is really good too. And it, but it's the first one that like. They're about to have the wedding, and he's like, he stops the wedding. Hmm. But it, it was made in '69 or yeah. '70s or something. I mean, because so. it has the um, Simon, Simon and Garfunkel song. Yeah, it has the album. I think they made an album for the movie. Yeah, the whole album. Yeah. So, uh, but like ever since, it's been this cliche in rom coms is like break up this wedding. So it's kind of nice not to see it when it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah I, you know, it's it's fun. Yep, it's fun. It's fun. Carlton's like, let's just end it. Who cares? What are we doing? Why are we still <laughs> jabbering? Box office game. 2004? Yep. April. What, April. Two, April 2004. Let's see where I was at. I was, I would have been uh, four. No, I was born in 92. So I'd been 12. Yeah, 12. 12 years old. 12 years in living life. Um, First film is it 13 going on 30? Nope. Okay. What it is isn't 13 on going on 30 is in the top five. I'll give that hint now. Okay. So what's the top? Well, give me some hints on that. Um, I'm trying to think if I, if I say the actor, I might give it away. Um, action, crime, drama. In Mexico, a former CIA operative swears vengeance on those who committed an unspeakable act against his family. He was hired to protect. Is it John Q.? No, but it is Denzel. Denzel? It sounds like a Denzel movie. Oh, is it? It's not. What's the one with uh, Ethan Hawke? Is it the one with Ethan Hawke? I'm not seeing him. It's got uh, Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Gosh, I know the movie. Hold on. Let me think. Um, 2004. Hmm. I don't know. Just uh, is Man on Fire. Yep. Did you look it up? Don't tell him. Yeah, I looked it up. I'm I'm a piece of crap. <laughs> I mean, there's he had two movies in 2004. It could have been the Manchurian Candidate. So I don't even know what that is. It's another movie with Denzel. Okay. Number two is a rom com. It's this one. Yep. It's Thirteen it. going on thirty. How much did that? Twenty one million. That's on the week on that day. Uh, why is it? I, they that changed weekend. this because yeah, it only has the total gross. It doesn't have owner if I click. So maybe it didn't do that well. Man, I'm. Yeah, it doesn't have opening. Oh wait, that's fine. So weird. Oh wait, that it was opening. Oh, cool. Yeah, that did pretty well for the yeah. early two thousands. Two thousand four. It's like, it's total a, was ninety seven million. Okay, eh, bad, the opening like was. That. Like, I mean, it's probably a cheap movie, so you probably yeah. did okay. Yeah. Uh, two thousand four is going to be a dark spot in my movie trivia. I feel like so. It's a sequel. 
Okay. And it is... Sci-fi? No. Bride continues your quest of vengeance against her former boss. And oh, lover. is it Kill Bill? Yep. The, the volume two, huh? Yep. Uh, Kill Bill. Have you seen Kill Bill? Nope. Those are, I think, I love the first Kill Bill. The second one's kind of, it's it's good too, but it's a lot more story driven where the first one's a lot of action. Uh, one of my favorite Tarantinos. I would, I'd put it top three. The first one, the second one, you know, they work really well together though. And, and Tarantino said like he has an edited version where they're combined. Hmm. So they kind of jump between. And he still, I've heard he still wants to do a third. Interesting. So. Well, he's only doing one more film. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to do plays. Oh. So, which makes a lot of sense because his last few movies, not, not, uh, the, ho- what was the Hollywood called? Yeah. Anyway, once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood didn't feel like a play, but his, uh, uh, Hateful Eight very, felt very play-like, hmm. you know, it takes place in what three locations and, yeah. and they just have a dialogue between each other so i've yet to see i don't even think i've seen a tarantino film you've seen uh you've never seen one huh i don't think I, so i believe that they're good you i mean they're they're interesting oh. they're bloody and they swear a lot because Django and chain is on it's on netflix oh Django's good i think kill bill kill bill would be a good start yeah i think for you because they're probably the most action-packed Django's pretty action packed, but it's um, yeah. Inglorious Bastards is pretty. Good That's start. another one. Good uh, place to start too. That one's on somewhere streaming. I don't remember where. Mm. Next one is so we're on number four. Is a superhero film? Oh, is it X Men or Spider Man? No, I Sp- use I use superhero. Oh, loosely. Yeah, because uh, trying to like say something without giving it away. Is it like a spoof on superhero movies? No. So no. it is a, it takes place, oh, um, it is a... Unbreakable? No, it is a Marvel film technically, but they wasn't oh. when they were branding this. It's like Punisher. There you go. Punisher. Uh, I've never seen a Punisher movie. Me neither. Yeah. I've only seen TV show. I didn't even finish the TV show. I thought it was fine. I loved it. Yeah. I know. It, I've, I know a lot of people who really love it. And I think he's the best part of Daredevil. Like the scenes where Castle's in the Daredevil is yeah. amazing where he's like, we're the same person with two different ideas. Yeah, It's a lot of fun. The number five is an animated Disney film. Oh my gosh. 2004. Four. Cars. Nope. I've never seen this one actually. Oh, is it hand-drawn? I think so. Really? Is it like Home on the Range? Yep. <laughs> This is like the lat. This is the dark ages of Disney. Yeah, I have seen Home on the Range. I was very, I was probably twelve, you know, and I hated it. I was like, yeah. this movie's. St- why is this a Disney movie? Yeah, and the rest: Scooby Doo, Two, Hellboy, Johnson Family Vacation, Ella Enchanted, and Walking Tall. Wow, I didn't realize Walking Tall was that old. So yeah, yeah, there you have it. Okay, uh, I guess we'll do Letterboxed. This Letterbox on. This movie is very interesting. Like, it has 3.4 stars, which is kind of high. Yeah. And it's like a lot in the four to... Like, there's a lot of four-star reviews. For 13 going on 30? Yeah. And the seven, the five stars is kind of high, too. The three-star is the highest. What did I give it? Did I even rank it? I haven't ranked it yet. I'd give it two stars. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that'd be two, two to two to two point five for me. But like, even the reviewers I follow on Letterboxd are giving it a high score. I think it's fine. I think it's a nostalgia trip for people who watched it when they were young. Yeah. And when you're watching it again at this age, like, yeah, it's gonna give you the fillies. But it's just like, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun jokes at that age. Oh yeah. Oh, also Brie Larson is in this for uh, very little. I was gonna bring that up. I forgot. Yeah, she's, she's like one of the French. She's one of the one of the, the six, the girl yeah. six or something. Yeah. Is that what they call them? So she was in a girl group before the Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Isn't there that girl, the girl Avengers? They get together and they. Oh yeah, because there's that, that there's that scene where it's just <laughs> yeah. all the girl. I forgot about that. It's <laughs> so funny. Okay. Sure. No. Uh, okay here we go this is from Karina 
She gave it four and a half stars. That's what I'm saying. People love this movie. I, again, I don't. I should specify. I don't hate this movie. I don't think we're the demographic. I'm not the demographic. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to speak for Carlton, but like, <laughs> like we, we're I'm, almost thirty year old men ourselves. Yeah, and so like. I think if I saw this with a bunch of people at 14, 13, which I did, like when I, when this movie came out, I saw it and I, I saw was probably 13 or 14. One dude saw it with Caden Portella. Yeah. And it was probably fun. Whatever. Yeah. I don't even know why we watched it. Cause it's a rom-com. <laughs> we should have brought him in. I didn't read it with us. That would have been funny. Uh, okay. Karina said Jennifer Gardner's secondhand embarrassment to that guy stripping to ice ice baby equals me with every male encounter. <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny okay well thank you for listening it's been a trip uh anything else you want to plug i forgot to ask you that no last time you don't want to plug anything no right now and uh i don't either i'm fine thank you for listening uh i forgot to say uh uh remember jen forgot to say thank you jen i'm sorry yeah i hope you continue to listen remember she gave us three oh, stars yeah. and i was going to mention her every time and i forgot to do it last episode well i'm doing it this episode jen please be a loyal listener you're the best it's people like you who i don't know who actually listen to my podcast and carl's i should say our podcast uh it makes us feel good you know that people in the world find us yep <laughs> it's cool uh thank you for listening please subscribe please rate us five star uh jen rethink it we got you, I guess. And uh, uh, rank, review, subscribe, and follow us on our sh- social media at Romcom Dudes. And as always, she touches her boobs a lot.